Hey, welcome to the Human Derek Podcast. I am Derek and I am possibly a human. I don't know. That's up for a debate lately. Been having some past life experiences, some karmatic equations. What it's been a weird few weeks in the sense of uh having super fun conversations with people around the mystical powers of the universe. And uh, anyways, that's not what you're here for. Well, maybe you are here for that. Uh, But that might be on a later episode because today we've got Francesca Petrolo. Uh, And I I don't know if I did her last name justice or her first name. She's Italian. She's super amazing. She's been on here before and uh, she's getting ready to to leave us. And so we did a kind of a goodbye episode, goodbye temporarily um, going back to Italy, but it was a pleasure to have her on. And before we get into the meat of the episode, a couple of quick uh, just updates from some sponsors. And uh, yeah, I'm going to read that too. If this is your first time, I do it all. I do all those things. I'm going to talk about the sponsors. This episode is sponsored first and foremost by Next Coffee, N-X-X-T, Next Coffee, premium fuel for a premium life. That's pretty cool. I like that tagline that slogan there premium fuel for a premium life that's really what it is next coffee brings you coffee that is just next level Um, some people like coffee because they like to get all jacked up on caffeine and and it's coffee so you can definitely do that but if you want a better coffee experience just premium taste know that something you know unique and special is going into your cup that is not just mass produced or you know roasted to all heck so that it tastes a certain way to actually cover up the true coffee taste. And by the way, the true coffee taste is really, really good when you get premium coffee. And very few people do. You know, unfortunately, even at the like really fancy Instagram me, aesthetically pleasing, like high-end coffee shops, and this is not a, a bash on all of them, but uh for the most part, you're you're getting coffee that would be it's considered like a B rating, right? So if you go on a scale of zero to a hundred, you're you're usually going to be in that like eighty-two to eighty-six range. If you're super fortunate, and you're probably going to pay a grip per cup when you go to a place, and a grip means a lot for those of you that aren't millennials or grew up in the nineties and early two thousands. But you're going to pay a lot for something that's even in the high eighties just to get a cup at your local coffee shop. Well, Next Coffee has coffee that their minimum rating is like the 86 to 88, but they've got uh, coffee that rates over 90, scores over 90. And you can you can really taste the difference, especially if you are going to grind your beans or if you're going to get their ground coffee and do like a pour over or using those reusable K-cups. I know those are pretty popular now and you actually put you know the ground coffee in there, but you can smell the difference when you get your bag. It's roasted fresh, sent to you. You know, each bag is roasted uh, really as it's ordered, which is pretty fantastic. They make sure it arrives in peak fresh state. And it's just, it's good coffee, premium fuel for premium life. So hey, that's sponsor number one. Thanks, Next Coffee. Sponsor number two, Boulevard Fitness. It's a big, cool gym, San Diego, California. It's off of El Cajon Boulevard. In fact, they're doing a ton of like remodeling. They're just really going to town on that place. They put in a whole new boxing uh, area up top with like a, a you know performance boxing coaching program. It looks sweet. Haven't stepped over to hit the bags yet, but uh, just got a like open, beautiful format, right? In San Diego, it's winter right now, but it's it's got to be probably seventy on the daily because that's just how San Diego goes through the winter. But check out Boulevard Fitness if you're 
either locally in San Diego or if you're visiting, it's off of El Cajon Boulevard. Just super nice people. Um, it's a place where when you walk in, you can tell folks are motivated to you know pump some iron, move some heavy things around, and help each other out, which is pretty cool. So really great gym culture there. And the third sponsor, and it's actually, you know, the sponsor is me on this one. I'm my own sponsor, uh, but it's the Level Up Life Journal. It's a journal that I created, and uh, you can find it on Amazon. You can also go to my Instagram, which is human Derek at human Derek. There's a link in the top in the bio where it'll say Level Up Life Journal. There's a couple of other, other links there, too, if you want to check out some of my writings on, some, on Substack or uh, LinkedIn, more business articles on there, more philosophical stuff on Substack. But the Level Up Life Journal, I, I'm actually super just uh, really happy that people are finding this a tool that they have added to their toolbox on the daily to get their head right, to build a routine in the morning, to uh, make part of their routine. It's a, you know I, I call it a journal, but I'm not really I'm not really sure if that's the right term for it. I've had people call it a planner a workbook, um, a tool like I just did, you know, it's something that takes really less than 10 minutes. I mean, you can spend more time on it if you want, but there's a page each day. It's got some prompts. Um, the prompts are around the different areas of life that when we give them the proper amount of attention, we just come out, you know, better as a result, happier. We, um, you know, feel like we've done more because we have done more. We've maybe thought about some things that were buried that we you know should be thinking about. Uh, it's a really, really simple tool. You can find it on Amazon. Again, my link, uh, the link is in my bio, uh, at Human Derek. You click the little link, blue text at the top, and it's there, but it's called the Level Up uh, Journal for a Great Life. And uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's been sharing it on their social media, in their friends groups, have had a lot of people in the business world um, that are into leadership share it with their teams or get copies for their teams. So really happy you guys are, are uh, using it. And if you have one, you know, go on Amazon and drop me a review too. I was told I should probably go start generating some reviews. That'll help this spread and, and get it in the hands of more people. So the Level Up Life Journal, Journal for a Great Life. And uh, hey, here we go. See, this is the real secret of life, to be completely engaged with the here and now. Everybody wants to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. <laughs> it was all a dream. Today is about the power of you. You've now entered the Human Derek Podcast. You well, can... Detached it? I can do it. You want me to do that? Okay. Okay. Uh... Some spiders I'm totally okay with, and some spiders need to get out fast. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> I don't kill them, though. Do you kill them? No, no. I'm trying to like, use a paper, you know, and then just bring it outside of the patio. That's so sweet of you. Were you yeah. always like that? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, don't like it. I don't like to kill animal in general, but I do with the mosquitoes. That's, yes. It's weird <laughs> how we, we kind of pick and choose, right? Like, flies can die, like... Darn you, flies and mosquitoes. I know. But even spiders were like, it's okay, little spider. <laughs> Take it outside. Yeah, and then there is this myth about they are good luck or whatever, you know. So oh, well, you don't want to kill them. I'll let that thing hang out then. He's like set up shop over there. Pretty cool. Well, uh, yeah, there are little myths. I wonder, 
Like, do flies have a good purpose? You know, like, is there a reason that we have flies? Because they just seem like they're a nuisance. I can't imagine what good they do. I think so. There is also a movie that I don't remember the title, but that they talk about these type of insects, and if you kill them, all the ecosystem of the world's gonna crash down, and humanity also gonna have problems and so on. So. I think so. <laughs> That's true. By the way, my weird look on my face was uh, like I put spice in my coffee and I got a whole chunk of like this mulligan spice. Ooh. I didn't expect to swallow it. So that was weird. But Ooh. okay. Um, I think there's a lot of insects like that. Caterpillars are important. Grasshoppers, right? But what the heck do flies do? Like I don't feel like they serve. Well, they just carry Like poop. the bees and other flies, they, 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 they uh, uh, drag the, um, the seeds from Be- the flowers and others and so they can grow. And I know bees do that, but flies, yeah. like, they, they hang around poop. Like, what are they just dragging poop around? Maybe, that's, maybe, maybe they break down poop and that's their whole their purpose. Well, yeah. I want to start pooping on the street, <laughs> helping supply the ecosystem <laughs> just right there on the sidewalk. <laughs> you never know. Maybe it's a good for the dirt, you know? For me to poop on the street? No. Oh, for the fly. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Weird way to start that. So, <laughs> um, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I saw you, you were, you were in the hospital and me and Mauricio came by and it's been what, a couple months now? No. How long has it been? It's six months. No way. Like, that's been six months. Literally six months now. That's yeah. crazy. Your, your progress, uh, seems amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing a lot. I'm trying to do my best to don't. First of all, to don't give up on myself, uh-huh. and second of all, because I know I believe in myself a lot, and I believe in the fact that obviously my life is not over. So what I should do? Just complain and stay on the bed with nothing and waste that. If I had a call it a second chance. You know, I'm still here and I am capable of everything, even if I lost the foot, I lost the leg and um, nothing can stop me. Um, it just is as right now, it's just the process that is really slow. And obviously I had to have a lot of patience and um, it's a big change. So I, I need to do the things that I had to do step by step step by step and um you know collaborating with doctors and uh prosthetists and figuring out what's the best uh prosthetic is good for me that gonna allow me to do pretty much everything and it's i'm kind of cinderella when they have to figure out the little shoe so that has to fit perfectly and it's the same things now with the prosthetic and uh it's a it's a, it's a difficult uh time now for me but i'm confident and i have faith that the future will be super super cool and um yeah and there's nothing that i cannot do i really believe that about you and even when uh we came to visit you you know, just the words that you used in terms of, I mean, it was, it was incredible. You know, one of the things you said specifically was, uh, you know, you said something like, thank goodness it was below the knee 
right? And like most people would be so freaking out <laughs> about the whole thing. And you're sitting there looking for all the little good things. And that, I mean, that had to help, right? Yeah, yeah. You always had to see the positive aspect of the these huge challenges that I'm facing. Because literally during the accident, and uh, I want to just say briefly that I had a motorcycle accident and there was a T-bone accident with the car. Uh, at first, like literally during the impact, I felt a lot of pain on the leg, obviously. And I was like, oh my gosh, please don't tell me that I lost all the leg. Because I felt really like that car hit over on my left leg. So... And uh, in fact, I broke my femur in two parts, but they called it, uh, you know, uh, the surgery went well and my leg is fine. Um, I just lost the foot um, because unfortunately that day I was wearing uh, regular tennis shoes. So I couldn't really um, replace it, do nothing because my bones, there was no bone that was still good. I was all broken, like literally my ankle and the toes, everything was broken. So they couldn't do anything. And, uh, I also had, um, three fractures on the, on my spine, on the upper body spine, on the um, thoracic part of the spine, uh, they collapsed. So I was just really happy and glad that I wasn't paralyzed, for example, not even, not also thinking about losing the, the wall leg, but I was still able to move and not to live my entire life on a wheelchair. So obviously when you are there, you just want to think about the positive things and uh, try to motivate yourself. And the big things that motivate myself since the beginning when I was at the hospital was like people, uh, friends and families, members that came to me and they were all sad and some of them are crying and they were really worried about me. Obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a normal thing. But I was there trying to stay strong for them and saying, I'm, I'm okay, you know? Because can you imagine have like a lot of people every time come over and crying for me and be so sad and I don't want to... That's go down so <laughs> you were more sad with them I was like no I'm okay and because you love them and you know that they love you so much and they care about you that you don't want to complain or crying with them you need to be strong for both of us for myself and for them so that was it, the only way well, I don't, I don't know if you realize how special that is, but that's oh. not how everybody works. Okay. You know, like I, you, the fact that you, I mean, there's a little bit to laugh at here in a sense of here's you going through a, a pretty intense experience and you're talking about being there to support others. Oh, I don't want to see them cry. So <laughs> that's pretty unique, by the way. That's okay. Thank crazy. you. I appreciate that because for me it was so automatic. Yeah. It was simple. Like I am saying that now. And I think because I always been pretty confident and strong in my life, and um, and I want just to show people that really I was I was fine. And then you know I love motorcycle, I love to ride, and I don't think I will stop after that. I'm not hundred uh, percent scared. I will be more careful maybe. At that time, I had the motorcycle because I didn't have any other car, so. 
I was forced in a sense to drive the motorcycle every day and every moment, go to work or go to the gym. So, you know, you have higher chance <laughs> to get in an accident than just taking the, the driving the bike sometimes for, for have fun, you know? And, um, and I mean, it was anybody, it wasn't my fault. It's not my fault what happens. So, um, I can't change the past. You cannot change the past. You just have to try to look forward and change your future. Mm -hmm. So live day by day and figure it out what next. Yeah, when I got a motorcycle, I was I was addicted to it. I mean, I literally would put my backpack on and <laughs> yeah. go to the grocery store. And I'm like, how many groceries can I fit in my backpack? Like, it was so silly, but it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> I miss it so much, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you... Do you, have you always been, was there a time in your life where you weren't this just focused on the good things or positive? Was there a time where you, you know, were maybe a little bit more negative or this is something you learned? I mean, do you, do you feel like you've always been like this? Oh, well, in, no, yes, obviously. Um, I had uh, not really, I, I, I don't want to call like negative thought. I just had a period of time where I was like um, in a limbo between, okay, now what I'm going to do, what's my, what's the new purpose of my life? Um, should I do this or that? Because I have a lot of plans and projects for myself, but now that my life changed and I know that I also, like telling my story, I also want to try to help others, but it is this what I should do, like helping others, or should I do something bigger, or just uh, keep doing whatever I was doing before? And what's the big pictures now on my life? There is a sense, there is a why this accident happened to me, because for me, everything's happened for a reason. And I'm really faithful in God. And I think that that was already planned for my future, you know, was already my destiny to go on this type of path. That's what I believe. And I want to trust that and I want to see the things that are, that are happening now around me with a sense. Okay, I'm, I'm doing this because probably there is something that is going to happen now. I'm meeting this person, these people, because for sure, I'm going to have something good in return in the future. And I want to just share good energy. I want to be in a good mood, good, good, uh, um, mental, uh, type of, um, how can I call it? Like, I don't want to go down. I want to just be positive all the time because I know it's going to attract its positive things for me. And I know that can help other people. Um, a lot of people actually, since I was on the hospital, they start to text me, um, and give me um, a lot of, you know, motivation as well, even if they, they weren't really in a good state of mood because they had the problems and they were looking for help, even if I, that my accident just happened. And I tried to help them. Um, and that gave me a lot of more strength and amazing energy. And I, I just thought, and I'm still thinking, okay, this is maybe what I'm going to do. Um, 
helping others. And because I know that's going to help myself as well to keep active and keep stay alive because this, maybe this accident has a huge sense now. Yeah, it's, since I've known you, that's always been a part of what you do, whether, I don't know if you always realized it or not, or maybe that's why, but like even your fitness classes on the beach, Mm -hmm. you know, I know it was like work for you and things like that, but uh, like one guy that stands out, his name is Murad, Murad? Yeah, Oh, Murad, Murad, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, wait, I pronounced it right, and uh, I met him there at one of your your beach Mm -hmm. workouts, and we still talk, uh, Mm -hmm. like even this morning, and we talked about martial arts when I was out there, and then... Uh, I think I just invited him. I was like, Hey man, come to, you know, come out here, go out there. And, and, uh, you know, from that, like you connecting people or putting those things together, he's been training like nonstop, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, all the time. mm -hmm. He's actually gotten really good and he had a fight and it's like these little influences where we can invite others to, uh, share things with us can be life changing. It sounds like you're just, you know, with your work with the youth, with, with boxing mm-hmm. that you were doing, like everything you've uh, centered around has been in that direction. So do you, do you have right. some like very, sp- it sounds like you're trying to figure a lot of things out, but do you have some ideas about what you, what you might be doing? Mm, I do. Uh, they're just really confused right now because I had to try to do one things all the time. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's always been difficult for me because I'm so passionate about things. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. do this and that. And I'm all, all over, you know. That's why sometimes I'm overwhelmed. Um, but, well, now my first step is moving back to Italy, to Rome, to so stay with my family and with my friends. And, uh, they, you know, I will have a huge support that, unfortunately, I don't have here in an everyday life because I'm uh, living by myself in a small studio and is a lot for me now. Um, but then, because I'm also writing a book and making my own documentary, so I want to keep developing this. Uh, it would take time because, um, you know, writing a book is not an easy thing. It takes time and I'm still figuring out my next step either with a prosthetic and when trying to walk by myself, which I'm not able to do it now yet. And um, what I would like to do is, that's these huge things that I'm really thinking almost 24 hours now. Yeah. I would like to participate at the Paralympics. Wow. And at first it wasn't that clear, these things, because I just thought, okay, but I'm always, you know, I've always been an athlete and I always work out. I want to do something different now. But I have a, a project. I have a plan because I think that it can open other doors because I would like to go on stage and be a motivational speaker as well. And if you don't work hard... Uh, to share with the world and demonstrate something that your value and, you know, connections with other uh, athletes probably and other people that can open um, as well other doors. This the probably the easy way for me, because again, I've always been an athlete and I have no problems to work out and I love workout is my life. I do it every day. I'm still mm-hmm. doing it. <laughs> it can be my job 
I, I would like to be an athlete again instead of a coach and teaching. I decide, at first, I decide I don't want to be a personal trainer and, and coach anymore. I want to stay focused on myself, uh, my health, my uh, recovery, and trying to keep, uh, try to have that my energy and powers back, try to build up my muscle because I lost a lot, obviously, because of the accident. So now I'm so focused on myself and on my project that I can't really help work as a trainer to, to train other people. And honestly, it's also difficult. I'm not ready to work now. It's really difficult to try to sh show them the move, what to do, especially if they're beginners. You have to start over from zero. And I'm like, this is a lot. Mm. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to just focus on myself. And, and so from there... I was thinking it well, could be an easy way to go up on a stage. Uh, but in, in the meantime, I'm looking forward to go on the TAN talk because it's another big opportunity that can help me in the future. So it's a lot of little things, but they're all combined together at some point. They're going to go in a, one direction at some point, but I don't, I don't want to rush anything. I want to take my, my, my times for sure. Uh, so... The fact that you have spent so much of your life as an athlete and in fitness, I mean, what kind of a, a influence did that have on your recovery? A lot. This is, this is a good question because I think that's the main point of all my recovery and the state of mind that I live, I'm living now. And, I, you know, I was when, especially when I was on the hospital. Being an athlete give you a lot of physical strength, obviously, but also because I was a competitive athlete, my mental, my, my mentality is completely different than, than a regular person that never compete, for example, or never really commit in a, in a sport. Uh, because I was a fighter, obviously, and I've been through a lot. You had to commit, you had to sacrifice your friends, you go out and drink every night, for example, the weekend, or, you know, you had to sacrifice also your uh, time during the day. I had, uh, I spent three or four years of my life that I have worked out two times per day and uh, had a, a strict diet and try to be careful of this and that, to go to sleep, have your recovery and say no to the friends or say no to that. I can't eat this. I can't eat, uh, drink that. And I have to stay home. And in the meantime, obviously also work with other clients. And it was a lot. So that's type of mind that discipline that you have changed the game, changed everything because with an accident like that, your brain is already set it for, <laughs> you know, overcome challenges is already set to, you know, win the battle and then the war. And, you know, like you're, you're already been through that. I had the surgery on my nose because I broke my nose when I was fighting. I had the surgeries on my knee or the ligaments because I broke when I was doing sparring. I, I've been through a lot already. My body was prepared, but most of all is all what everything happened in your brain, in your, you know, neurons and cells. They already know, you know, like uh, muscle memory is already, is, is the same things. It's almost the same things. And, um, these 
fighter energy wants me to give up. I can't give up on myself. I, I, I know I'm strong. I know I'm capable. I know what to do because as a trainer, I knew what to do. Uh, what exercise to do, how to manage the pain, how to manage, you know, the days on, on the hospital and the day after the hospital. Um, even if I, you know, was doing a, phys- a little bit of physiotherapy at the hospital. When I came back home, I started to do my exercise. I use elastic bands and I was like, oh, I had to do this and that. I can't give up. And I, uh, always being independent. So even if my <laughs> my parents were there, I was like, no, I need to do it by myself. No, I had to figure out this by myself. I don't need, I don't want your help. You know, obviously I, I was needed a little bit of help at first, obviously. There was no doubt of that. But I had a lot of arguments with my parents, even if they were there to help me. And they flew from Italy just to came to visit me, you know. They were there for me. And I was like, no, I want to try to do this. Because I also don't want to waste my time. The the more effort you put on the things that you want to do and that energy, even the, the recovery can be fast. Mm. Because you want to, you know, you want to have uh, a good health your your good health back. You want to have your powers back because you're so used to be strong that you cannot see yourself going down. Hmm. Like you, is, you cannot do that. Yeah, you know, the, you can, if you give too much help to someone, you know, you can enable them. Hmm. But, uh, I, you know, one of my big themes in life for probably the last couple of years has been trying to figure out how much help to receive from people. Mm-hmm. Right. Because what you're talking about, when we go out, when we do hard things, when we put in the effort, it does make you stronger. And I have never met someone that said, oh, being really strong is awful. Right. <laughs> like the stronger you are, like the better you prepared. feel. Yeah. yeah. You're prepared. Yes. Physically strong, mentally strong, emotionally strong. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's everything good about being strong. So, you know, how do you decide? It sounds like you're maybe figuring it out too, but I mean, do you have any thoughts on on how you decide like when it's okay to get help and and when you just want to push through yeah there are moments that i need help but i think it's just because (laughs) kind of being lazy (laughs) because i mean i am lazy sometimes because maybe i'm tired to do this and that always by myself but the most difficult part that I had uh, in this moment was cleaning my house. Mm. <laughs> Truly, yes. It was impossible because at first I was with the crutches. Well, at very first, either like uh, didn't have a prosthetic. So, you know, imagine <laughs> you cannot do that. With the crutches, no, no, no leg, yeah. it's, it's impossible. Wow. Uh, but, but fortunately, my parents, they were still there. And then after with the prosthetic wasn't easy either because I was still, you cannot, you cannot walk by yourself at, with the first socket, with the first prototype is you feel pain. Your leg is still swollen, swollen. You, you need to shrink down, you, the leg is shrinking down. So then you have to make different modification on the socket, but it is really painful. You cannot do that because imagine that after a surgery, let's say you had a surgery on the knee and you, after the surgery, 
wants to walk on the knee, wants to stay on the knee. You cannot stay on the knee. You know, like you're literally staying on the bones, which has a huge surgery, is impossible to do it. So uh, for me now, it's the same things because the the leg is still healing. My bones are still healing. And imagine to have all the pressure on a cutted bone mm. is, uh, is a lot. So, and on the prosthetic, yeah, you have this robot foot, but your leg is in the this big cup in the socket, which is very rigid. And, 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 and again, it's the same things. You don't have a foot that can, you know, spray the energy and, ha- and feel the energy back from the ground and have any type of sensation. This changed all the games. Not having sensation on the foot is, is, is a lot for your body and your brain to figure it out. So just the nervous system part to figure it out what's new now in your body and how to adjust takes a lot of time. Plus you have the pain. And uh, I was still walking with the crutches anyway because you cannot put all the weight. I'm still, after six months, walking with the cane because I can't not have all the weights inside the socket. So imagine it's right after the surgery. So my main problem was cleaning the house, organized, and uh, go to the point A to point B. So that was, uh, was really, really tough, and I had to ask help. Mm. And unfortunately, I had good feedback, good answer return, and bad. Unfortunately, I had people saying me, well, but I'm on social media, no, no. Uh, I'm saying you working out every day, you cannot clean your house. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell? I know, well, first of all, I don't want to uh, uh, justify myself because mm. I'm a stronger motherfucker that I'm trying to do everything by myself. I live by myself. I never went down. I get depressed, never went to therapy. And yes, I'm working out every day at the first even twice per day, because I need the recovery. I need to work to have ma- back my, my, my muscle, my, my uh, power and strength, and to be able then in the future to be 100% independent. Mm-hmm. If I'm sitting on the couch doing nothing, watching the TV, for how long I'm going to be there and for how long I had to ask help? What? I mean, I was, I, I was without words. Yeah, it was unbelie- unbelievable. It was- People are on there giving you a hard time about cleaning yeah. the house and you're like doing... I mean, and I'm asking to a couple of friends. I'm not asking to a stranger or a random mm. person. You want to help me? After the hospital, everybody, oh, if you need anything, flowers and candies or whatever. And now, and I always say, no, thanks. I don't need it. My parents were there or for other things I didn't need really much to do. So I was like, no, okay, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you, blah, blah, blah. And now that I'm asking help, what's wrong with you? Oh, we should call Mauricio. He loves what? to clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that's the only thing that I uh, ask for a couple of times. And, yeah. and also making the bed was really, really difficult. Huh. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, my bed is on between two walls, so I can't really go around. And I couldn't go on my knee. I, I can't you know, uh, have the, the weight uh, on my knee. It wasn't bended. I could, now I'm bending the knee a little bit, more mobility, more flexibility, but first not because imagine having two surgeries on the same leg. Hmm. I broke my femur in two parts 
and I'm full of screws now and how's it called like the metal the 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 rod, the, the rod inside uh, the bone and after six months it's still healing it's not completely healed and honestly you have to put the weights on your leg the pressure on your legs to help the healing process of the bone the bone oh, can wow. heal faster if you put the pressure on it. That's why okay. we build strong skeleton if we're working out because we build the strong muscle around the bone, then pull the tendons that we have between muscle and, and bones, you know, like, and, the, and the, all the, the, the ligaments that we have, so close to the joint especially, the more our muscles is building and strong and the more the density of the bones is also, you know, higher and, and, and See, they're strong. I'm, I'm glad that they talk about that now. You know, because for a long time, there was that idea of rice, rest, ice, compression, and elevation. And there's there's merit to that. But uh, like right there, you know, this is a time when I broke my hand and my bone popped out. And they mm-hmm. had to go in and like they put a pin in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't stop working out on a cast. And I had to go get my cast replaced twice because I Did didn't break it. it. <laughs> yeah. And the second time I went in there, she went, uh, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm working out. And what was crazy is it healed way faster. And I explained to her, I said, look, you're the doctor. To me, it feels like the movement, the weights, all of that stuff is like pumping really good blood and like just, you know, correct whatever's going on in there. And it feels better. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, well, whatever you're doing is working, even though they tell you to rest and everything. Right. But that was, I mean, that was 20 years ago or something. So... It's so to doctors now, they encourage this type of thing. Hey, move. Hey, put pressure on it. That's a normal. Yes. That's yes, good. fortunately, fortunately. Even when yeah. I was on the hospital, sometimes I do by myself. I mean, like, I'm breaking the rules. I, I don't care. Because I know my body. Mm-hmm. I know what I can do, what I cannot do. And, you know, because I always move. I always explore, especially when I move from... Rome to San Diego that I learned so much about the fitness world. So now they're, okay, this is, can work. Or if it doesn't work, okay, maybe I can find another way. I can do this move in uh, looking on different angles, you know. I, I, I have more awareness. So I love to try. I love to explore. And I'm not hurting anybody. I'm doing it for, for myself. So after three or four days I went in the hospital, I talk with the doctor, say, please, please, I need somebody. I need a physiotherapist. I need someone that can assist me, but I, I need to get up not this bad. Yeah. It was the very, very tough time of my life being in the bed not moving at all, like I could, maybe my eyes I could move because the the spine was broken too. So I had to be careful, obviously, but I had to move. So after four days, I started to do a little bit of physiotherapy and especially, you know what? Yeah, this is, this is the funny part. I couldn't go to the, to the bathroom for a long time, more than four days. Because of the medication wasn't really, you know, helping you to go to the bathroom. And also I couldn't walk yet. 
at some point I was exhausted. So uh, the second time, <laughs> the second time the physiotherapist came on my room to help me and explaining what to do, I already stand up by myself and went to the bathroom. And then when they came back, they was like, whoa, are you serious? You did that? <laughs> you be careful. Blah, blah. And then I was so happy and I was so motivated. I motivated myself almost every day because step by step I figured and I saw with my eyes that I couldn't do it. There was nothing that I couldn't do. So I said, okay, if I can do this, now what's next? Let's try to walk a little bit more than just go from the bed to the bathroom. And slowly, slowly uh, it helped me a lot to build confidence back also. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't want to die on the hospital bed, you know, is and 10 days after 10 days on the hospital, I asked to be dismissed. And this is, this is another insane things. Cause I had other friends and other people, they passed through the same type of accident and injury. They spent at least one month on the, uh, on the hospital to yeah. recovery. And I was like, no, I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home. And you know what? Like being at the hospital where every two or three hours you have a nurse or, you know, whatever guy came to your room, they wake you up, they measure the pressures and, and they give you this. It's and just the, like a... It's like a it's not a high energy, good oh place. God. You're just like, mm, there's like a hum to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I don't want to take other medications. And they fucked me up because the, they keep you down. Yeah, they just kind of numb you. I mean, they're just, they obviously serve a purpose if you're in that much pain. Yes. But at the same time, it's not a place to to live. You know, you obviously because of your your fitness experience and just the way you've lived your life you have a very good you, you mentioned this like awareness of your body and i think that's one of the unfortunate things is all of that is designed for you know the average person mm -hmm. and in the us and maybe this is worldwide but especially in the us the average person is not very connected to their physical body i mean they just you know, don't take care of themselves, don't exercise or eat right. And so I think that's when you look at the way those things run, they have to be set up for like the the path of least resistance for people. And so that's what it is. So it takes someone like you, if you want something extraordinary or exceptional to go in there and go, Hey, I know this is the program. Here's my program. Let's make it happen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, literally with the physiotherapy, I was teaching them something. Okay, but I can do that. Let's figure out this. But I can, because me, I, I know what I'm feeling and I know myself and my body that you can be the best physiotherapy or the best trainer ever, but the person that know 100% himself is, is, uh, is you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what you're feeling and my feelings and my sensation and my point of view is totally different than yours. My pain is different of your pain. And this is why uh, when I met people uh, either through social media or in person that had this a similar uh, experience on me that they lost a limb or whatever, you know, they... I never really wanted to know anything about them, not because I want to be un not respectful or um, 
you know, uh, that I wasn't care, but I never really ask questions about how you did that, how you feel with this prosthetic, what you're doing, for how long you were on the hospital, for how long you were on the pain, for how long you had the phantom pains, for what this is and that. And I really mm, wasn't interested in that because I know that everyone, every and each of us has a different experience, different mm-hmm. background, because you can have the same exactly accident with the same exactly, you know, injury, but your previous background in life is different as mine. Your experience are different than mine. Maybe you're not a trainer, you're not an athlete, you know, like I, would, I am. And so it doesn't really make sense for me to ask your opinions or feelings because I know that they're going to confuse me. They're going to, uh, um, uh, you know, put me in a di- in the wrong path. That mm-hmm. is not me. I have to figure it out by myself. If I feel this pain or like now with the prosthetic, if, if this prosthetic is built in this way and I'm feeling pain or I'm not feeling comfortable, then I have to change. Um, I don't know, whatever the sides or the the position or the socks that I had to wear. You know, it's, I'm different than other people. I cannot ask you a question. And another, a lot of people when I was at the hospital and after, they asked me about uh, how is your prosthetic, how you feel, the same things, like the, ex, uh, the same questions, but to me. And trust me, I told them almost nothing about me. I I told them, we are different. You have to don't worry. Don't worry too much of what your future looks like. Focus on now on the present and trying to figure out the small things. Don't be down. Don't be uh, sad or upset. Some people are upset about what happened to them, even with themselves or the person that create that situation for them. And it's just something that you know uh, uh, is, is just um, having doing step backwards instead of going forward mm-hmm. for your own life and so I try to help them in different way instead of, of say oh I did this and that and I'm doing this and I just told them we have a lot of tools we have a lot of resources if you don't know the resources I can give you the name like uh, Athlete Solid Foundation, for example. I know that from a random person when I was in La Jolla and I was being lucky, um, or maybe it just was uh, something that was uh, pre-destinated <laughs> for me to meet that person and that person that talked me about this great organization. Um, so if you need the resources, I can give you the resources that can help you. Like use the massage gun, for example. Use the infrared therapy. It can help you for this and that. Um, my brother is a physiotherapist, so I, I know a bunch of things that maybe some most of the people they don't know, and that the doctor they they don't tell you uh, how to treat your scar because if you have a, I mean, obviously, if you lost a limb, but you have a huge scar, you have to treat your scar because. 
the different, the, all the layers that we have on the skin, they're gonna, you know, attach together and there mm. is no more, you know, like the, the, the frictions that create, um, the scar without the, the other layers with the skin is gonna create your pain and you're gonna lose the flexibility of your skin, the, you know, the, um, um yeah, I mean, just, yeah, the, 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 um, the mobility of the skin and then and it's gonna give you pain especially when you have the put your leg inside the socket wow. um so you have to treat your scar and this in this other way but then it's up to you to do it i'm not there with you telling you what to do because most of the people they ask you a lot of questions they complain they cry with you because they want to be complained they want to be you know uh they are just sad because they want to hear from people oh, i'm sorry you know yeah i'm here for support you to help you blah, blah, blah. no you have to figure out things i can give you the instrument but then you have to do it by yourself if you really care about yourself about your health and and your speedy recovery and if you really have a vision that you want to do this and that you have to do it by yourself nobody is there with you fortunately a lot of people don't have a vision you know that's something that we're not taught or you know it's not part of the school program like you have to kind of figure that out or someone has to help you understand how important that is i know i know but at least you had to ha I say at least, but <laughs> most people, they don't recognize that either. But you have to love yourself. If you love yourself and you respect yourself, you have to do it for you, not for anybody else. So if you're procrastinating, doing the important things that you have to do now in the present to help your body in the future and to help just your mental health also. I was, I was talking to this, uh, I somehow ended up helping someone move Friday night. I was supposed to go help them move a couple of objects and then it ended up being a giant, like renting a truck and all this other stuff. And the short version of the story is there's a young guy at Home Depot and he needed some help and I gave him some help and he's like, can I, can I pay you? And I was like, no, it's, you know, it's okay. Um, I said, you know, I, I am, I gotta move a couch and like a dresser. Do you want to come help? And this young guy like jumped in the car and was like all four. He's like 20 year old dude. And I was like, really cool. Um, but we were talking when we were driving cause he's a pilot mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, we were talking about exercise and working out, you know, and just how I didn't always realize this and, but he, he seemed to figure it out already how important that is in terms of like the emotional management and when things in life get tough and it's not just like about going to the gym and pushing heavy weights, you know, like that's a form of working out, but there's many, many things that can qualify as like exercise or movement or keeping your body right. Um, how much better prepared you are for anything or when things are hard that you can go and spend that 30, 45 minutes or an hour to, to really adjust your thinking, to get your head in a better place. And, yeah, it's a, it's a game changer <laughs> because I think that people like us that we are athletes and we've always been hard worker. It's just so not, it's just so automatic and natural for us. Like if you know you're strong, 
you're gonna help that person. Okay, I'm gonna help you with the couch or with this mm-hmm. and that because you know you can do it. You know you can. You want also to show <laughs> the other people your strength, your ability. You know because you work so hard, and it's also is a good things that you. You want to show that person that you are able to help them, and maybe you can give some advices to them as, as well. And it's so cool; it gives you so much more power and confidence and uh, happiness. Like going to gym, working out, it's help your mood so much. Help your mood so much. Help you like manage your energy, uh, your anger, everything. <laughs> you can be a better person for yourself and for the others because when you recognize that, you are, you know, more. Able to help others, people, other people, and um, so it's, it's fundamental. And now I want also to share something about that that happened in the hospital. Um, it was, uh, I think, the the, the sec- no, no, not the second day because I had the other surgery. But like three or four days after my second surgery is when I had people coming to visit me. There was a, a woman an Italian woman that I know since three years ago already now. And she didn't even ask me, oh, how are you? She was looking at me and she was like, do you know that you need therapy now? You, you, you have to, to, to do therapy because especially the doctor whatever has to help you mentally to overcome this huge, you know, change and challenges in your life because this is like you lost the food and you had to figure out what to do and how manage the emotion and you need somebody uh, to talk about that. And it made me a little bit sad. Obviously, I don't know, maybe people they don't really know me 100%, obviously, but I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> I could, I it's okay. Like, I'm good. I just gave I'm myself fine. I, di- I didn't really feel anything. I didn't thought about having therapy at all or having a stranger help me. So something that he could never understand. You can never, ever understand unless you lost a limb what's going on in your body and in your brain. And I don't want anybody... Even with three or four degrees, I don't care that helping you asking random stupid questions. What's yeah, an, what's an like, example of like a stupid question? <laughs> like, what happened to you? Do you have? Do you want to share your feelings? Or yeah, because then <laughs> no, for, for, <laughs> your feel. <laughs> yeah, for, for real, there was uh. there was a guy that I was there on the hospital <laughs> and they just gave me this guy, super young guy, by the way, with probably one client experience. I don't know. A super guy was like there with a very sad, bad, you know, mood and face because he was so sad for me. You're supposed to be there to help me. You cannot be sad. <laughs> he was so like, oh my gosh, I'm... You know, he didn't say that, but in his mind, it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, uh, share whatever you want, whatever you feel. Share it for me. If you, you know, want to talk about anything, I'm here for you. Who the hell are you? 
I don't know you. Why I should talk to you? Like uh. I, I no. That for me is uh, is something that's I can't do that. I I can't do that, and I can't help anybody with this because if most of the people, especially in the U.S., <laughs> need a therapies, <laughs> I I don't. I I it's just me. I can't do. It. I don't need therapies. And I had, <laughs> and I had for a um, couple months, maybe I went to therapist when I was in Rome because I been through a very, very tough period of my life and I could, and I was trying almost everything, mm-hmm. acupunctures also, meditation, this and that. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. It was like something physical, not only mental. Mm-hmm. And and so I tried because somebody suggested me this person, super nice. And, and, and she was, she is super, super nice person. But it didn't help me because at some point I was like, mm, I'm going to figure out this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> you want can... your stupid feeling questions. Let me go do this. <laughs> no, because I'm paying you. Per- because for me, it's like, I prefer to talk with a friend. Mm-hmm. As long as I can and as I want, because on the therapy obviously is a is a job, is a work for them. So you go there for an hour or so, and you pay for that hours, and then you leave. And there was this lady, this woman that shot every time sharp on the time that I was supposed to finish. She was we were talking, and she's okay. I'm gonna see you next time. It's like, it's bad. We're talking. We, you're supposed to help. She never really, we couldn't ever finish that conversation. And for yeah. me, it's like, you're doing that just because it's your job. And I don't know. I don't like that. I can't do that. Well, I, it doesn't help. You're, you know, you're a really good person. And I know some of our mutual friends, people that we know. So you're surrounded by people that you know, are good listeners and really care. I I think, unfortunately, if you were to look at the whole population, and again, just the U.S., I don't know all the other countries, but a lot of people have a lot of their own problems going on and it just fills their head. And so they have a hard time listening. Or when somebody else is going through a hard time, there's this really strong culture of uh, like trying to validate it but also just amplifying it, making it worse. Like one girl, you know, is going, oh, this is hard and stupid and dumb. And then her girlfriends are like, yeah, it's dumb and stupid. And right. So instead of trying to solve it or work through it, we just make it. And this is not just girls, this guys do, right? But yes. it's like they get reinforcement to make excuses for it and make it acceptable. And let's go drink at the bar or the pool instead and forget about our problems. Right. And that's. I think that's what that uh, what really happens there versus you were like, all right, how do I fix this? And that's just, it's two totally different ways of handling problems. Yes, two two total, totally different things. And again, that has to come from you. Mm-hmm. You cannot go to therapies. I mean, I don't want to say that because I don't want to. <laughs> and it's not like a judgment. It just not doesn't work for me. Let's do that. Yeah. Doesn't work for me. But I also have a best friends which has, you know, problems. And <laughs> and I'm trying to be a, still a best friend for her. 
and I'm trying to help her with my opinions, with my thoughts, which are really strong. And really? not, not every <laughs> <laughs> I would have never guessed. Know, and not everybody <laughs> can handle it that and even if we are friends, she sometimes she's like, Oh, thank you for your, you know, support. I was like, Yeah, I'm supporting you because I'm trying to tell you the truth. <laughs> and yes, and but it's hard. It's mm-hmm. is hard for there for her. And obviously I'm not in her brain and we are two different person. But what should I do? Complain with you? Should I say, okay, you're right. You, you, you have to feel sad. You have to feel unhappy. Keep going to be... No, I can't, I can't see you unhappy. You have to be happy. And just a couple of days ago, I told him, my experience, what happened to me, I almost, you know, risked to die or to be paralyzed or to waste my life and not achieve my dreams and my goals because of an accident and you're still in this type of mood, this type of set mind, mindset, it, it doesn't change anything. No, she, she, she just told me, well, there's something that happened to you, not to me. Mm-hmm. So I can't really understand fully and I can't really... Um, help myself because you had that accident. I didn't have an accident. So sometimes I'm, I'm like lost on this type of word because even if I want to be a motivational person and inspired person, it's not enough. I don't want to motivate you or inspire you. I, I want to try to help you change. And this is something really difficult to do because you cannot force anybody. You can just show the world what it has must to be done and what you can do, when you're, what you are capable to do. Because it truly it is, if I can do it, I'm not different than you. I'm still a person, you know, I'm still a person and we've been friends since forever. You, you know, you know me, we're doing almost the same things. And even if I'm on the other side of the world, we never stop to talk almost every day. So what's going on in the brains of the people, they cannot understand that there is always a way. And, but you need to be strong in your mind and you really have to have faith and you have to believe in yourself. Because the more you go down, and this has happened to me too, like when I am a little bit sad or down, Everything is a disaster. <laughs> Everything, like even the simple things every day is a disaster. Because if you don't put a good energy and a good mindset and, 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 and you don't believe that you can do certain things, you're not going to attract anything good. It's just like day after day, things are things bad. Like it's bad or bad news are coming or you're not, uh, you're losing the position of the job that you are looking for or you, you don't have money for leave. You have to survive. And if you don't risk because you believe uh, what you're capable of and your, you know, uh, skills, everything is falling down falling like on you literally and so sometimes i'm trying to be 
positive. I'm forcing me to be positive because I know if I'm positive, something's good. It's going to happen. It's going to come for sure, like 100% sure. And this is what I would like to, to obtain literally from other people that they need it. Because it's so strong in me, so clear in me that I know I can do whatever I want if I put all the focus and the energy on it. So why you can't do that? Yeah, it's, you know, I feel like a lot of people have never had someone believe in them or encourage them, and that's part of it, or... Or they've got, you know, words of affirmation, but maybe they weren't genuine. Like, oh, you're really great at this. And the person sitting there going, no, I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm terrible at this, you know? Like, give me some real advice. And it, it's hard. I, you know, one of the weirdest things for me as a, as a teenager, I didn't realize till later, was that I would do something and I'd be, like, pretty good at it right away. You know, just, like, learn it really fast. And I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. I'd hit these walls or these barriers and I'm like, oh, I must not be that good at it. Right. Like I'm like, I go, I was good. But then you start playing with people or doing something that where they're like really, really good. And I, I realized I'm like, man, there's a big gap between me being good at this and where they're at. And I just never had the thought form, uh, until, you know, figuring out way later, like that's where the support can come in or talking to other people. How do I get better at this? Getting some coaching and just the discipline. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know. I, I sometimes wonder if, if other people don't realize that that's what it takes or, or when they do realize it, that, uh, it's the, you know, lack of action that doesn't make it happen because I, I really do believe if you want to be confident, you want to be happy, you want to have faith, like you actually have to be doing things to build it. It's not like you can sit around and, and wait. Well, if I sit here for another hour, maybe <laughs> I'll feel more confident about it. It's like, no, <laughs> go do it, you know, and, yes. and you'll feel better. Like the laundry, you know, go do the laundry and then it's clean and then you feel better. Right. But the dirty laundry is just like an analogy for all of those things in life that people want to do or wish they could do or are thinking about doing. See, exactly. Because I think it's the same. Yeah. I had the same exactly thought. People opinion, and there are so many videos on Instagram about that. <laughs> People opinion is everybody has an opinion. And I, I do too. <laughs> and, but my opinion is, is mine. Can, can apply to someone probably, but not to others. You have, again, I mean, you have to figure it out. And you don't have to be perfect or good in anything. You just have to see what you are good at and work on build that and go work on be confident on that. And maybe you can, you know, uh, learn even more and teach others their skills, for example. And But then you have to be curious in the same times. So you have to be curious about yourself learning learning new things. And the more you learn, the more you're curious, the more you talk with different people, the more you explore and you go, I don't know, events here and there, even if you know an event that is completely different of what you do in your life, something new, you're going to learn something. And the more you learn, first of all, you're, if you learn different skills and you're keeping your brain active, you're going to 
stay younger, strong, and you're going grow, you know. And and second of all, it can open so much doors because you can get connected with the world, with other people. And if at some point you really need help, even, for example, economic help or building, I don't know now, everybody's on social media, so on marketing type of event, or if you have to take videos or pictures because you have a plan, you have a, a project for your future, if you have a strong, you know, kind of spider web around you with connections, it's going to be way easier and you can faster achieve that goal, your goal. Mm -hmm. But as you said, if you're in your room by yourself waiting for others or for like, uh, I don't know, something that come from the sky to help you, will never come. It's not going to happen. You had to go outside of the world and take everything, bad things, good things. And you have to take that you're going to be upset or you're going to be, you know, um, hungry about whatever, you know. Uh, but this is all of that things are part of the process of growing. So if you're not doing that, you would never figure it out. What, what do you, I know, yeah, I know, it's good. Uh, sun's coming through and blast me out. You... <laughs> You mentioned earlier, I don't want to forget this. You talked, you mentioned it real briefly, but you talked about, uh, kind of like switching topics here to, uh, phantom limbs and phantom uh, pain. Yes. Did you have some experience with that? Yes. Um, <clears throat> okay. I had experience of phantom when I came back home from the hospital hmm. because I went a little bit down with the medication and saw so. I had way more sensations and feelings on my leg because the brain think that the foot is still there. That's mm-hmm. what I call phantom, right? So the brain thinks that everything is fine. And I also had a bad experience because of that. I was talking with my family. I was sitting on the chair and at some, t- at some point my sister kind of upset me and I stand up and I fall. Because oh I thought I was still with my leg on wow. it. And fortunately, my mom was there. She recatched me at the very last minute, but I, I felt a little bit of the pain. <laughs> and like I bounced on my bone. I was like, whoa. Oh. Yes. And that was the first time of four. <laughs> oh <my laughs> yeah, gosh. I did it again. Um, and um, so, yes, the brain thinks that everything is fine, but in reality, they cut your nerves and then the nerves, they have to regrow back and they have to reset up everything. So that's why it's important to touch your leg, massage, to have, um, you know, with the t- different type of tissues or temperature to try to reactivate all the type of sensations that you have. For example, I cannot feel the cold water yet. I don't know why it was going on, but when I took all, shower... All over? Or just no, leg? no, on the stump, just on the bottom of the, okay. the, the leg, uh, around this, this car. When I do shower and then I turn on the cold water, I can't feel it. Hmm. I mean, I can't feel the temperature. I know there is a water, but can, no feeling of a cold. Can it's, you feel hot? Yeah, I can feel hot. Oh, so there is something wrong with the reception of the cold. <laughs> wow, okay. I don't know. I don't know why and if it's coming back at some point or not. 
But yeah, then I, I have these phantom pains, which again, for every single person that lost a limb is different. Um, they call phantom pains, but for me, they weren't painful. For me, they were annoying. They were annoying because they, were, they weren't stopping at all. Sometimes they were like four hours or all day Whoa. feeling tingling, uh, feeling of hot and feeling of uh, very weird things like a flu cold fluid move inside the leg. Wow. Like, um, I don't know, like... Those magic eight balls? Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly, like a ball. Yes, uh, something like that. Like, uh, you know, the water is a type of, like, very light fluid. This was, like, more dense, like a kind of, like, cream. But it was cold move. Oh, my gosh, it was so annoying. It never stopped. Wow. Never stop. And even if I am so strong that I, I, I know the brain, the brain is strong and we can do so many things we cannot imagine. We have so much power if we work on our brain. And I was like, I don't have to think about that. Not even distract me with other stuff. I was like, just like setting my brain and talk with my brain and say, it's nothing, it's not real. It's not real why I'm still feeling this. And I was trying, trying so hard. Sometimes it was working, sometimes not. Sometimes there was nothing that I could do that was still there, annoying. And, you know, you cannot touch your, <laughs> there is nothing, you cannot, because even if I was touching the, the residual limb, nothing would change it, because it was literally on my phantom foot. I felt the foot was there, but I couldn't touch it, right? So I couldn't do anything. And because I'm curious to try to reconnect on the, uh, what we were saying before, because I'm curious because I want to help myself because I'm freaking out and I'm, that's bring me, uh, driving me crazy. I had to do something about it. I contact a friend of mine. She was still in contact with me to ask me how I was, how I was doing, if I was needing anything and blah, blah, blah. And she is an amazing energy healing person. And she also does hypnotis. So what we did was having her, I was still like with no uh, prosthetic, uh, I was home doing nothing, just like uh, working out a little bit and then try to rest and sleep. So she came on my place and we tried the energy healing the first day. First try, um, I'm having her with the, her hands, try to share the good energy, and she was trying to talk to me uh, when I was, uh, because her technique is not keeping you in 100% of hypnosis, you still hear, you're like 50-50. Mm. You can uh, deeply sleep and disconnect, but also I was able to hear what she was saying and I knew it that was uh, on my bed in this world, this, uh, in this reality. So I was aware of both of the world, what I was. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so we tried to help my brain to understand that everything was okay and that to accept the fact that it wasn't any food. My left foot was gone and tell the brain, the foot is gone. You don't have it anymore. So there is no reason 
to feel anything over there because it doesn't exist. And we tried a little bit, and she was also asking questions about what I was uh, uh, feelings and uh, other type of questions to try to resolve the problem and help the brain. And um, it was uh, so-and-so. She asked me that a couple days after, how you feel? Do you still have a phantom pain? I was like, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I still have it. Not that strong as before. But and so days later, we tried it second times and then they were gone. Wow. We tried to ask help from an angel, which I decided who was my angel. I decided who was the person that uh, was able to help me in that situation. We just call it. Was, and, a, was it like an angel from the Bible that everybody recognized? Or no, like it was, was a, my, my personal, personal angel. It was an, okay. a person that uh, passed away. And mm-hmm. I decided that uh, that person was so close to me in the, in the real life that mm-hmm. I decided I, I wanted as an angel. And it totally worked. <laughs> I believe I don't have it. And there is no <laughs> any way why I should lie. Like, I don't have a phantom pain. <laughs> and people, after years, they still have phantom pains. Hmm. I don't have phantom pains. And um, so now I'm trying to help other people with that. So every time they ask me, I told this story. And every time I told, please, why you don't have a conversation with my friends or whatever other person you feel you trust to try the hypnosis because it's strong is uh is something maybe new for a lot of people or scary can be scary this is why i always say meet with my friends have a conversation and ask her as many questions you want and then you will figure out if you want to try that because it is scary but she has this amazing approach where you're not gone you're you're there you you know you are there and she asks me question you're able to ask the, to answer the questions that's yeah, it there's like there's waking hypnosis and there's deep hypnosis there's exactly. different levels of it that's that's pretty wild you yeah. I, a few times you've described your brain you've said we were talking to the brain you said you were talking to your brain <laughs> you the way that sounds right is that your brain is something different than you, mm-hmm. which is really interesting, right? The fact that we can talk to our mind because we often think our mind is controlling everything. What do you What do you think about that? The fact that you've distinguished it as separate. Yeah, well, because of the experience that I have, either uh, these hypnosis, and it was uh, honestly, I didn't say that, but it wasn't my first time. I I did hypnosis a couple years ago too for other problems that I want to resolve. And that was, was a little bit more deep. <clears throat> and um, so I had these experiences. And also back when I was in Rome, before move here, I was doing deep meditation and yoga every week, twice a week, with a teacher, which I loved that doing meditation with her. And I had a lot of uh, good experience. I went in a deep meditation for a long time, for many, many times when I was doing meditation with her, um, like literally isolated from the world. I was so deep meditation that I could uh, isolate and don't feel other like noises and music or, you know, people talking. I was completely 
God. And I was so good, so amazing. And um, one day I also had, I was running because I was reading a bunch of books about meditation, a style of meditation and different uh, religions and cultures, you know, um, the style of yogas and meditation and so on. And one of the way to meditate is running. For example, you, when you run, you completely go in another state of mind. You're with yourself. And I had a vision. And, and so I am so used to know and to train my brain to know that it's so powerful that I I want to talk to my brain. I want it's like talking in a sense that I'm I know it's powerful. I know it's there. I know it can change things. So I wanna talk. <laughs> so when you but when you say you are talking to your brain. Mm-hmm. Who are you? What the heck is you? Where does that come from? It's from two different things because we are body, we are physical body, and we are energy. So, you know, when some people told you that when you're doing like so uh, hard and intensity type of workout or training, or when you're on the ring fighting with somebody that's punching you and you feel pain or whatever your brain give up before your body. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you're not strong enough in your brain to keep believing you and keep believing that your body can do everything and the brain give up before you is, is over. You give up. You, there is nothing you can, if you don't believe in yourself, you don't know that how strong and powerful is your brain and your mind, you're going to give up. Could you could you call that your spirit? Yeah, is that 100%. a fair, fair word for it? Yes, yeah, because I am a religion person, so it would be perfect. Yeah, 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 and 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 this is this is another reason why I was trying to do amazing things in my life because I know that when I will be gone, I want to keep living in a good. <sighs> Would be another word. I don't know, <laughs> but I wanna. I wanna live without suffering, for sure. I wanna live happy. I wanna live uh, free, like feeling free. Like ah, now I will be happy forever. You know, I, there is no drama, no pain, no people that want to keep you down. And if I'm not doing that now in this world is now or in my life, I'm I'm too scared from when I was, I'm too scared. No, it's, I'm serious. I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared because I, I don't, I, I believe there is something, there is something more, there is something after. I, I really believe that. I don't know what it is and I'm, I'm scared. So I want to try to be, to do my best here now. Yeah. There's a, a lot of people that believe that's exactly why we're here. You know, I've been digging in a little bit. There's a book I started yesterday, day before. Uh, and it says, it's called Many Lives, Many Masters. And I'm just at the beginning of it, but it was recommended to me based on some conversations. And the concept behind it, I believe, is a guy that's a psychologist 
And he was working with this lady who had all these fears, all these anxieties, and he actually put her under hypnosis and she recollect, recollected some memories from her childhood, but then it didn't fix things like normal. Like usually when he would do this, people would get better pretty fast. And for her, it didn't. So they went back and did it again and they asked questions, right? Like go back to the earliest childhood memory. Well, he threw out the word like childhood and said, go back to the earliest memory of X, Y, Z. And I'm getting the chills talking about this. You know, she ended up being like in the 1500s and the 1400s and she was like carrying water and like all these old ancient memories and my whole like, I don't even see this, like I'm getting like goosebumps prickling. Um, so I just started this book. I don't read more, but mm-hmm. the you know, the, the reason that book was recommended or to learn about this is that this idea of a spirit or you hear the word karma, you know, used a lot is that, uh, people we meet or things that we experience. And this can be really hard, you know, especially I can imagine, like you said, we don't know what someone's going through when they experience something. And it seems like it's such a big burden for them, but to think of it that way, like there's a purpose behind this and I'm going to be stronger as a result, better as a result to prevent suffering in the next life. I mean, that's a, it's a pretty wild way of thinking about this whole human thing that we're doing, but it seems to be a theme for many. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important. But, uh, but again, you ha- also have to believe in that. Some people don't believe in this type of technique. Um, and they would never try it, or if the, even if they tried, if they don't truly believe what they are doing and why they are doing that, that doesn't work. Yeah. So this reconnect everything to our brain, <laughs> <laughs> the power of our, of our brain works. And if you don't believe in yourself on the things that, you know, hypnosis or other, even like just acupuncture, for example, Mm -hmm. if you're not believing that, if you're not like relaxed and, 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 uh, be there for yourself, it doesn't work. Everything works just if it's because it's start from (laughs) our brain. It's so crazy. And there's the most difficult things to to try to teach to somebody. You cannot teach that. Teach what exactly? To believe on your brain, to Just believe on yourself, faith, like to, to yeah, 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 to believe how, how powerful is your mind, and uh, and as something that I'm still trying to figure out because I I would like to maybe there is a word or an action or something that can how some words and action can trigger in the bad way because the trigger mm. is always a bad thing for people it's always a bad thing it must to be a trigger for a person that you want to change in a good way why i can't i, I still have to figure i, I will figure it out but it, it must to be you know like a, a word that can wake you up they can connect you they can connect the dots for you that you saying to your friends or to whatever person that you want to help that really change her or his life 
Yeah, they, it's kind of silly. I've been, I've been in this like weird quick, uh, kick for a while where I'm like quoting a lot of things and like that stuff. I don't know where it came from because I used to get so annoyed when someone's like quoting all the time, like quote, 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 quote. But they say the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, uh, you know, Ari actually, uh, Ari. from our, our she, she was, she was my hypnosis girl. No way. Really? Yeah. Oh. yeah I did with her. That's a wow! Yeah. That's super yeah. I forgot special. to mention that because you're for <laughs> yeah. sure you know that you I know her. Know her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of know it. So that's that's I, cool. I, I know her because of you, because of the <laughs> of the group. So stupid I am. No, that's, <laughs> I forgot about that. That's true. That's, that's funny. true. Yeah, I did that with Harry. Wow! And yeah. one of her big her big themes and the work that she was you know working on or doing. I haven't talked to her much lately, but uh, was. You know, you talk about trigger negative, but mm-hmm. she had this idea that there has to be a better way to have a positive trigger or exactly. like a, a breakthrough exactly. without going through all the pain and suffering. I don't know. It feels, it always felt to me like it's a shortcut, you know, like to learn all those things or to have a big uh, growth because I feel like the suffering is a part of it, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe she figured a few things out. Let's see, because I know she's doing a lot of, taking a lot of uh, classes, courses, uh, uh, study on the school and certification. And she's an amazing uh, Kung Fu fighter also. And uh, so she works a lot with the energy um, uh, come from the mind and the body. She's 360 uh, athletes that I really appreciate her. She's so sweet. She's so. good with those like fighting sticks. Yeah, like we went yeah. in the park one time to yeah. fight with the sticks and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Kung Fu techniques. Yeah, yeah. They use the sticks. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. This and little ninja. Yeah. She, she's great. And I suggest her to another friend, uh, which she's also needed, uh, hypnosis and hope that they're working together now because it's really important. So yeah. Oh, um, Every everything. This is why I always like to help people because somehow every time I learn something new, mm-hmm. and every time I figure it out, and I was oh wow, that's work like that. Okay, cool. Then I'm so happy that I figured it out. That I find out. You know. You know. <laughs> it always make me laugh. Like if you fuck around, you find out, right? <laughs> So, but I do like that. Some people, they, they don't do that. They don't really care about, you know, traveling or talk with other uh, people or uh, uh, learn about other culture. They don't, they don't care. So it's very difficult to, for them to, to learn new things. But when I do, I like to share that. I really like, love to share that. I was like, oh, I learned this today and try this and that. And when I see somebody needs some help that I know how to resolve, I would go there and say, oh, try this. Because I, you know, when you try stuff on yourself, you can be more uh, sensitive and you can really be, try to be in the shoes, the other people's shoes. So you can give advice. If you never, I don't know. I always use the example of fighting because obviously <laughs> you are a fighter, I'm a fighter, it would be easier to understand. But if you never went, if you never uh, fought uh, in the ring for, for real, I would never have a coach that never tried. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, believing you and trust you in a sense that, well, you never did that. How can, why are you teaching me something that you never did that before? I just you know? I was in jujitsu right before this, and it's just, it feels so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
That was yeah. one of the first, uh, I remember the, one of the little jokes you had when you were, you know, like figuring out this experience, you were like, nobody can heel hook me now or something <laughs> like that. Right. I was like, yeah. who are you? How are you? Like, you're just making fun of it, which is yeah. laughing at it, which is really cool. Yes. Yes. I'm still trying. Maybe we can do it sometimes together <laughs> before I will leave, but I'm trying to figure it out how to do jujitsu or, uh, better how to defend myself without the leg so without using the prosthetic and be you know if you got attacked on the ground or whatever that cane uh, you could do like one of the superhero canes put a couple bullets in it well not bullets i will i will, <laughs> I will put a knife not a bullet okay yeah i'm already huh? i'm already thinking about that i was also thinking about creating kind of a Taser on my prosthetic, you know, like oh my kicking gosh. the people and <laughs> give you like, like electro stimulation. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. I'm I will see you out there fighting crime. Yeah. <laughs> I have a devil in mind, but no, because I, you can be, I mean, I can be the best fighter in the world, which I'm not, obviously, but now it's different with the prosthetic. Hmm. Um, you have a different imbalance. Um, you have you have no sensations. Um, so, for example, like the very uh, simple and normal things that we do, and we never think about that because obviously we are capable of. But when you lose a, a limb, you figure it out that, as my experience, the food. When you walk, you cannot feel anything. Mm. And if there is an obstacle, you're going to fall off on the ground. And if you don't have a prosthetic and your other foot gets stuck, you fall off. There is nothing that can block you going forward. Yeah, wow. There are these little but important things that now I had to figure out how to control it, how to manage and how to resolve the problem if it's something like that's going to happen. So in the same way, I, I still feel pretty confident, fortunately, but not 100% to know in any situation I will be traveling the world or whatever. I don't think I can defend myself now mm. like before. So I want to try to learn as much as I can new way, new technique with the prosthetic, without the prosthetic, how can I, you know, face these challenges? Because my world now is completely different. And the most difficult part of that is that my brain, because I'm 36 years old, is has 36 years of experience of having the food. Mm -hmm. So now how long is, it takes for me to learn and to manage 100% this new reality. You know, it, it will take time, it will take practice, it will take um, mm, everything I can give to myself. I have to do it now because I don't want to travel. I don't want to, you know, I love travel, for example. And I, I don't want to go in a place where I have to have fear or walking around, or talk with people, or, you know, uh, try new experience. I don't want to feel un uncomfortable or not confident enough to go there if I want to. And this is, a, uh, would be, a, I think, the biggest challenges for my life now, 
be able to defend myself and be able to be aware of my new body. Um, I'm always looking down when I walk and then if I'm eating something, the ground is not flat and is uh, is um, kind of a mess. It's kind of a mess, yeah. And uh, even working with Aston Fitness, with my brain, with uh, visual training, with other exercises uh, to keep my nervous system more aware and more um, visualize this new um, uh, reality that I'm living. Even I'm working on that because at Aston Fitness, the coaches told me, well, think about when you drive your car or your motorcycle or whatever. You are sitting in the car. You're not touching the, the ground, the street. With your with your body, your your feelings, all the uh, mm. uh, holes or the up and down. If you feel if the ground is broke, if the street is broken through the, the car, through the car. Mm. So you have to learn how to feel the different surfaces through your prosthetic foot. Wow, that's really smart. That's really smart, but it's freaking hard. Yeah, it's freaking hard because. Uh, Sometimes there are people, you know, they lost both of the legs. And sometimes I'm feeling like, well, probably this is slightly better. Now, I'm not saying <laughs> I don't want to lose the other foot, but they don't have this unbalance now. Mm. I can feel stuff on the other foot and it makes my brain understand what's going on in the same times with two different feelings harder. Mm. You, you know, I don't know if I explain myself well, but... yeah. Even if, you have even a if feeling of there, but not on the other side, so it confuses you. Confuse. It would even be weird if you had like a glove on one hand and not the other, right? I mean, that's yeah. a very simple, not as exactly. extreme example, but it, it just feels different. It feels different and confuse your nervous system because the receptions and the 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 um, yeah the reception that you that your uh, nervous system is having from the outside, from the ground, from um, whatever is happening around you, from the different surface, different temperature is 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 different. So, but the, um, um, how does it say, the, um, uh, the input are both coming in the same times. Mm. So now the brain was like, oh, 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 how, how long it would take to figure it out? Like if when you touch something, it's like mini milliseconds of awareness you know you know already what surface if you close your yeah. eyes you already what you know what it is but now that i had to learn how long it would takes for my brain to calculate that on the right sides knows what's going on and the left sides no hmm. so is that possible do that like when you drive the car only on my left foot because when you walk, you, you walk in an alternative way, but in the same times, and you're going on the same surface. And it's really complicated to, to explain that because I know what is in my brain. I know what's going on in my, my body. I know now I know the difference, but for someone that doesn't lose the limb, it's difficult to understand. But 
I'm still trying to figure it out. A good, a good, a good challenge is that I want to launch now here to uh, the people that are listening to us and to you is try to go around with one barefoot and one with the shoe. One and one. Not with the barefoot shoes. <laughs> we get a, reg a regular Nike shoes. Like a big hiking boot and then barefoot. Something and a barefoot, something yeah. like that. And even so, it's not completely the same because you're still able to uh, move the ankle and the, and the foot so you can, you know, adjust. But the feeling is completely different. And when you feel cold on one side and you're not feeling anything on the other side, or when you feel, I don't know, your foot is wet and the other side is not wet, like for, like... If, you, if you're walking on the wet surface, it's, rain, it's raining pretty hard, uh, one foot is going to sleep. Like the, my prosthetic is going to, it's easy to sleep because I can't, hmm. I don't have power on the ground. I can't stay on the ground like with the regular foot. Even if I have a, a, the shoe on the other side, still have, you know, awareness. So it's learn so how to like difficult. Lean. Probably like you did in, in fighting, you learn to put pressure and force in different ways and like how much is too much, how much is not enough. You develop a, a, a sense, you know, or a feeling in this case, it sounds like you have, you know, the more you, you do it, exactly. the more you're going to develop that. Right. Exactly. But it takes time. It's not immediate. It's, it takes times. And wow. yeah, and it, what I'm figuring out and how long it would take now for me. And I have to be focused on that every day. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. How, how long have you been in the U.S. now? Five years. Five years. Yeah. And you're going back to Italy soon? Yeah, I'm going back to Italy. I know everybody's <laughs> going to miss you. In 10 days. Yeah, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Like, what's, what's going to be different there? How's that changing things? I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm overwhelmed for the all the things that I'm doing and the project that I have because I build a lot of a lot of good connections here and then friends, um, which I discovered because the last time we talked, I said that it's very difficult to have friends here, especially in <laughs> San Diego. But since the accident, I already knew those two people in particular, and they 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 were. Since I was in the hospital and they are now like super close to me and I really now understood that they are two good friends. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad and I'm uh, happy of that. And so I will miss them. They will miss me and it will be hard to try. Oh, we, we keep staying in touch, obviously, with everybody here, with the coworkers. But it's a different world. And I build so many work, good work connection here, either like modeling and, you know, uh, do this type of thing like podcast and other chances that I have. Even like, um, before I mentioned, um, Challenge Athlete Foundation, which is an amazing organization that help people with disability through sports. So they give a lot of free clinics. I start to do surfing and wheelchair basketballs and they have wheelchair tennis and they organize a lot of the events that are for free for the people, for us is free and they organize events for uh, as as fundraising and they gave us funding and grants for 
new prosthetic and so on, which I did my researches, but I will keep research once I will be in Rome. Nothing like that is uh, in Italy or in Europe. Nothing like that. that they are based and they go around the U.S., the States. Uh, they don't go, they don't do clinics or extra events in another part of the world. So it would be tough for me because I feel so alive and I feel that I have so many good chances and so many good uh, opportunity to do a lot of my life, even if I am a different able person. And now that I had to go back to Rome, I'd be like, oh, what can, I'm going to do. I'm, can you see yourself starting some of those programs? I there? thought, I thought about that. I would go um, again to them uh, facility before leave and talk with them. Also, uh, I want to have some good feedbacks and, uh, su- you know, uh, su- suggest some tips or whatever, because it's a non-profit organi- organization. I will, yes, open the profit organization, but again, I'm alone. So I had to look for people. They're going to be with me and work hard. And there has to be passionate about it to open this organization. This, you know, I thought I, I really thought about that, but, we be again connected also with the the the, the things that I want to do that is uh, participate to the Olympics because if I be part of the team, we be probably easier to have some help or to have um, more um, links and more opportunity through other people that may that they're living in the same world and in the same situation to help you out. Mm. Generally, help you out. There may be not always looking about uh, money. They are not looking at this opportunity like a business opportunity, but just for help, truly help people. And because they're living in the same world and same situation, they would like to help other people or maybe kids, you know, maybe someone that just had this accident and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to to, uh, look for for, uh, resources. You give them the resources. Everything, yeah, you know, there's a lot of money out there, and I feel like you'll definitely, you know, when we look for things, find people that if you wanted to do something like that, would be willing to donate and contribute and, exactly. and really have an impact. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and start to organize fundraisings and charity and e- event where you can, you know, <clears throat> um, collect money and then give it back. So it's a lot, but I honestly thinking about doing that. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if this will be my future because, again, I want to keep doing... I want to be an athlete, but maybe yeah. I can figure it out a way to do both at the same time, for sure. And, um, and um, yeah, so this this part scared me a lot of going back to Italy and the mentality that they have there in Rome is so old. They don't, they don't know things. They are not open-minded. They don't... They're stuck on whatever they're doing since 30 years ago, and I'm happy to keep doing that. And I, I don't like, I am not this type of person. That's why I moved here. So I just had to breathe deeply and have a patience because I know that would be not my future. I'm not going to live in Rome forever. This is just a transition. And it's good to be around the family and friends. They're going to help out. But uh, that it's not my future, thus I know 100%. Well, maybe you can 
carry the torch of change back yeah. there with everything. Yeah. Now, do you feel or can you imagine that that's, you know, this is a goodbye to San Diego forever? Or do you think you'll live here in the future? I don't think I will he live here in the future. Um, I will, I think I will come back, but not for living. No, that's uh, something that I know for sure. You're going and to be missed. I know, but uh, everybody is invited to my place in Rome. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a bad spot. Here we come. <laughs> when everybody you are, listening. All when you want. And I'm waiting <laughs> for you, May, for the Human Feet Project. I am going to have to do that this yes, year. Yes, 100%. Arizzo will be there. I will be there. A couple of friends of mine already. Caterbell Collective will be there. And um, who else that you know? Uh, yeah, George Anthony will be there with brainstorms and so many. Jared will be there. Mauricio asked me to come set up a podcast there. There you go. We have a, we have a, um, a stage. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk to, I want to, I, I will represent the uh, different able people because I don't like to say disabled. Oh, I'm okay. different able. <laughs> um, yeah, we represent them and try to talk a little bit about the different things, uh, which I'm excited to and uh, be part of that. And then we for sure trying to bring with me other people with disability as well. Mm. Um, so I'm waiting for you already. I have this one thing in April. And I have to be smart about how long I'm gone during those two months. Oh, so, two months. Where? Well, no, not for the whole two months. Just uh, if I can come oh. for that. So I, I am really going to try, though, because last year I feel like the notice I didn't plan ahead. And now I'm, I have next year planned out in a lot of ways. You know, us Americans and our plans <laughs> and our calendars. But <laughs> I really would like to go. That would be amazing. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to try to make it happen. You have to. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it'll be. Is it going to be in Rome this time? No, no. It's the same same, same spot. Yes, in the south so in Puglia. Yeah. My uh, One of my dearest people in my life, a guy named uh, Kevin Orton, him and his wife went out there to get married. And Mauricio, like, just set it all up for him and everything in terms of uh like just told him about the town and connected him with people and they yeah. had the most beautiful wedding it is beautiful right there yeah yeah well, it is beautiful good and in a small town but the food is amazing and it's quiet is uh a small town so it's even quieter than san diego um but surrounded by water and it's clean water. It's not like the ocean, like, you know, like this, our sea is different. Um, it's very uh, clear and clean and blue and green and so cool. Yeah. I can you imagine be like the, both of the culture and the words combined together, American and Italian, you know, doing what we love. It's something amazing. Yeah. Like I'm really blessed. I'm really happy. <laughs> To be part of this community and and have these friends and do what we love, like not anybody can do that. Some people they just go for the payroll and for the 
how you call guys nine five eight five nine five which are lucky because in Rome doesn't work like that you start eight am and you don't know when you're gonna finish mm. sometimes we work like 12 hours and more yeah so uh, oh do I tell you that I did the IKFF World Championships a uh, week ago, Kettlebells oh, with Steve really? Cotter. Yes. What? And I learned that there are several different organizations also with Kettlebells, not just IKFF. There is also Kettlebell World uh, Sport Foundation. And... Um, and uh, I and I participated as a different able person, oh. like with the prosthetic, right? So it's totally different. And um, I was able to do five minute kettlebell snatch with the twelve kilos kettlebells, and I did ninety two reps in five minutes. It's one switch only; you can switch one time your hand. Um, it was hard, but um, I am, um, you know. Very, very glad that, first of all, that I participated. Because at first I was like, mm, I don't know. Because I was still, now I have a different socket, different prosthetic. But before, when I participated at this event, I was a little bit in pain. And it's not good for me to have extra weight on it, on the leg, especially if you're not moving. So the leg is always numb and then you feel extra weight, blah, blah, blah. But I was like so happy, so determined, so focused. And I did it with a couple of friends that were there to support me. So it was a different game. You know, I, I tried. I was like, okay, five minutes. Come on. Can, I can do it. And I did, and uh, I did so good because a couple of days previously that competition, I was able to do only 74 reps. Mm. And at the competition, I did 92. Sometimes when I feel pressured, when I feel like I'm doing something that everybody's watching me, it's mo it gives me like more energy. energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I did better. And I thought about it and I talked with Steve, I was like, I was uh, the only disabled person doing that. I'm competing with all able people or not. And I found out that there were other couple of people with disability. I don't know nothing about that, about them and about what disability they have. I don't, I don't know them, so I can't explain that. But um, they also participated. And I did this video right after the competition thinking about open and new divisions in IKFF for disabled people. Mm -hmm. How disabled people can be in this type of competition and we, if, can we compete between each other? Because now competing with able people obviously is different. And, um, and so now we are thinking about that and I just got today the rank table. The rank table is the table where there are all the details about uh, the person that participate, what weight division um, he or she participate, and what cat what uh, weights uh, the kettlebell weight is. And um, if you are doing the five minutes or the ten minutes, there are three exercises. You have a snatch, you have a long cycle, which is clean and jerk, and you have the jerk. Yeah. These three, and you can also do the triathlon, which you do all the three. And uh, I was trying to do this long cycle, but I tried, but I couldn't do it because it was very painful. And now, can I can move the ankle? So do like 
the the movement and the little jump for uh, recast the caliber when you do the jerk, you had to go under. It was it'll be complicated, so I couldn't do it and just did the kettlebell, which fortunately I had experience before my accident. Otherwise, yeah. you cannot do, especially after the fa- five months um, of the from the accident. So, and now, so they add this division <laughs> on the on the rank table. And uh, it's me and 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 a man. So in my division, as a female, I'm the only one. So I I win. <laughs> I was the, the first place, but uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, but um, but on the able people, I believe the first rank person with twelve kilo di- kilos did like one hundred and ten or one hundred and twelve. No, m- much more than me. So I was still. Pretty happy about my uh, results. And uh, no, nothing. I'm just like, want to share this with you because I'm happy to see that now I can have F also uh, because of me. Let's say that. Can I, you know, talk about uh, in a social media? They open also the, the, the rank and the division for disabled wow. people. So now they have to make the rules also because see, you're already making change. Yeah. Kind of happy. Well, uh, what's that? No, nothing. <laughs> oh, um, do you have, uh, yeah, we're probably on time here, huh? Pretty, oh, more water? <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. I okay. Um, well, I mean, we've been going for a while. Is, uh, is there anything else that you, that you wanted to share? Um, well, I'm reading, yeah, there is something that I want to share that I'm maybe can help other people. I'm reading this book about, I don't know if uh, you know her, it's called Amy Purdy. is another athlete, uh, USA, USA team athletes that work. Um, she's a snowboarder. She's now a snowboarder, but she's been through a lot. Uh, her story is amazing and inspired me so much and is helping me to give me even more motivation to do uh, what I want to do. What, what, what's she, her name is what? Amy Purdy. Yeah, how do you spell and, uh, that? A-M-Y. A-M-Y, Amy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, at the age, long, long uh, story short, because <laughs> I want to say everything in details, but when she was younger, at the age of 19, she's now 43. So hmm. <laughs> at the age of 19, um, she has this uh, bacterial infection, the meningitis. Yeah, meningitis. Meningitis. Okay. Yeah. And at that time, obviously, was something, I want to say, kind of new. Yeah. And, uh, and she risked her life. So basically, what the body does, obviously, is try to protect the organs first. So because of this infection the body brings all the blood to your organs to keep them alive, right? So your limbs are, imagine your limbs are without blood now. Mm. They cannot have any circulation. So her legs went like purple, blue. Wow. And then she has other complications. Uh, She had a surgery on the lungs. She had a surgery on the spleens. And um, at some point, the doctors say we cannot, she has a problem on the kidney. And uh, the doctor at some point said, uh, we cannot save your legs and we had to amputate them now because otherwise it's going to be even worse. So she's below the knee 
both legs. She was already in uh, snowboarding. And she did amazing things through her life. Um, she's now uh, an official USA um, athlete on the Paralympics, where before snowboarding was a part of Paralympics because of her. Then that's happened. They 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 uh, add the snowboarding uh, Paralympics, and she's now a, a motivational speakers, and uh, uh, she's uh, three gold medalists on the Paralympics and so on. So, and I, I felt while I'm reading this book, like so close to her, I, I can understand was, um, she felt and all the, the, the challenges she's faced and she's really close to my type of character. So, um, it's, it's amazing what she had uh, done. And I just want to, sometimes like, I just want to be like her. Oh. I want to do so many things. So sometimes even just a book can help you, you know, can uh, inspire you and can give you more uh, motivation and keep you alive. And, 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 and just you can figure it out reading a book that there are solutions of the problems. Sometimes we focus only on the problems and we spend so much energy and we switch this energy from positive to negative, and we just ruin us and just destroyed us. And uh, what we have to focus on and is resolve the problem. And just take our time, take your time. If you feel overwhelmed in a day, you don't have to figure out everything on the day. Maybe you can break it, the problems down if it's a huge problem, and then that and just that's it. Try to resolve. Try to use that energy instead of, you know, being angry and. You know, like, and uh, and and be mad with yourself. Just use the energy for resolve the problem. What can I do? Write it down, and uh, write it down is a good solution to try to decompress. It's all really good advice because that's one of my things. Like, I'm yeah. a hardcore problem solver, and so I just want to fix it right now. And that doesn't always work in life. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be patient and yeah. I don't know if you realize this yet or have noticed, but I uh, can actually, you know, really imagine and believe that your story and, and what you're doing will continue to inspire others, you know, just much like that book is and keep doing what you're doing because uh, yeah. it helps. Yeah, you guys, we figured out on my book. The next will be my book. <laughs> Very excited for that. <laughs> yeah. We'll can't to, wait. It. We'll have to either do a mobile podcast or I'll come out to Rome to talk about it. That'd be cool. Well, we can do a podcast on Zoom. That's, I mean, we can record something. Not, not cool. It's not the same. I don't I know. want to make fun of those Zoom podcasts, but they're just not the same. <laughs> no, yeah. It's not the same. I got a little mobile set up. It'll be a good reason to come to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See? Well, even if you don't, if you can come on May, just show up sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've been there twice. Like that. Boom. Poof. You need a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved Italy. I've been, it's been a while since I've been there, but I went twice mm. and it's, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love the history and the architecture and, you know, the roads, things were just built to be strong and powerful and, you know, mm -hmm. be there forever, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is really neat. Yeah. We could use some of that here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. Some people they have the same brain since forever. It's like the Colosseum. It's just like <laughs> they hold like the Colosseum, which I don't like it. But yeah. I'm going to change the world. You are doing it. <laughs> Keep it up. And yes. it has been a real pleasure. And unless you have... My pleasures. Thank you for inviting me and for letting me like share all these thoughts with everybody here. And I hope that I can help, that I help with somebody with this podcast today. At least a little bit, try to figure it out yourself, you know, and what you want to do in the, your future, wherever it is, and do it. That's it. There is nothing else. Let's just do it because you can do it. You know, anybody can. I work, I think it was like something that the universe gave me a purpose working for this foundation called Anybody Can. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, this situation, I'm trying to share this stuff with people and say, anybody can. And then I, they just gave me this amazing oh, necklace, wow. uh, gloves with that say anybody can on it. And I'm really proud that it's here and we never take it off, honestly. And yeah, literally anybody can is simple, clear, and powerful. We'll, we'll leave it right there then. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. See, this is the real secret of life, to be completely engaged with the here and now. Everybody wants to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. <laughs> it was all a dream. Today is about the power of you. You've now entered the Human Derek Podcast. 